Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Good Tuesday to you. This is Jeffrey Tiefertiller back with another Service Management Leadership Podcast. Thank you all so sincerely for helping us get to 10,000 downloads. It's big for our little podcast. Also, check out our uh, miniature podcast, brief, brief podcast that release in the afternoons every day for the next couple months here in, on the afternoon U.S. time. So let's dive in. But I did want to start by thanking everyone. For many organizations, the focus has shifted from measuring desired business outcomes. Some organizations may not have ever done so. But those that had they've shifted towards measuring what the ITSM tool has the capability of innately measuring. I've spoken on the topic many times and wanted to get granular today, dive in a little deeper. So, Jeffrey, how would you go about measuring the right ways? If you tell us everybody's wrong, hey, what's right look like? Okay, that's fair. First, I would work outside in by understanding what the consumers and other stakeholders need measured. Not what IT needs measured, but what the stakeholders need measured and how they need measured. And even the frequency, is it a daily measure? Is it a weekly, monthly, quarterly? Need to understand that. Then I would seek to understand how to identify key measures for both leading and lagging indicators. I know that seems out of of order for many, but if I am developing metrics from scratch, one of the first things I want to do is understand, okay, what metrics will help me predict what's going to happen in the future? Those are called leading indicators, in which Tell me what happened in the past. But if I'm setting something up from scratch, I want want as much predictive ability as possible. Then I would seek to understand what kind of measures, metrics, what what are we going to do? How are we going to present it and visualize it? I also want to run these metrics for at least 90 days for a baseline. Baseline's just, hey, this is our starting point. We understand this to be a stable starting point. So that way we have some context for the future metrics. I don't like benchmarks. Anyone that has a industry-wide benchmark for service management or any other type of benchmark is inherently flawed. Let me say it a little differently. If you remember me talking about my book, I Told Ford the New Frontier, you heard me talk about how every organization is different. Two colleges in the same system 
like University of California at Los Angeles versus University of California at Long Beach, very different. Different leadership, different a lot of things. So how could the metrics from one be a great comparison for the other? I'm arguing they can't. I would also want to leave you with this thought. If you are trying to, you're six months, a year down the road, and you, you're playing around with metrics, like how do I add new metrics? I would run the past data to see how strong those metrics are. What do you mean, Jeffrey? Okay. When I first got into service management, well over 10 years ago, and I mean on the corporate level, not owning my own company, I came up with the metric that was an urgency metric. Took the percentage of emergency changes divided by emergency plus normal changes. Makes sense, right? Now, if I want to test that to see, hey, is that a good metric? Could I not just look back six months and see if that was, if there was a correlation between that urgency metric and let's say incidents, major incidents? That's where your predictive, when I talk about predictive nature of metrics, like leading indicators, that's what we're trying to do is say, okay, I find a correlation. I'm making this up because this was true for this organization at that time. May not be true for your organization at this time. But there was a correlation between emergency changes and major incidents. But having just raw number of emergency changes, that didn't help. I wanted to know the percentage of emergency changes to what non-emergency changes would look like. So I would want to run those for an extended part of time as I tried to play around with these metrics to see if they're good. And once you get through all of these processes, these thoughts, I want to give you encouragement to put a lot of thought into how to visualize and distribute transparently on both these metrics. Because having metrics that's only seen by one group, they do you no good. There's no reason keeping them unless they're for team performance. What we want to do is something that we could show leadership that shows, hey, we put some thought into this. There's a correlation here. I'm here, boss, to help you do your job better. That makes sense. One story on transparency of metrics that I've told before. I was at a certain a certain company or firm. I was over at Change, CMDB, almost all of the service management except for the traditional service operations. I had a peer who took P1, priority one incidents and problems, made them P3s, P2s. So his organization hit every SLA. Made them look great, short-term thought, because 
How long do you think it took the business to figure out, hey, I just put in this incident as a P1, and now they say it could take four days to resolve. They were unhappy. Transparency and the ability for people to believe you when you're showing the metrics has to be one of the top priorities. This is Jeffrey T. Fertiller. Thank you for joining us. Please help us get the word out. Like, share, subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Follow our company page. And we do thank you for being a part of what we're doing. If your organization needs to help measure things better, feel free to reach out. I'd love to have that conversation with you. I hope you have an awesome day. Bye.